We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good! Another ferocious slam by Hamadou Diallo. For the lead, Gilgis Alexander got it! The Thunder lead by one! What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition. Fresh out of the All-Star break, the first one back. And the Thunder beat the Dallas Mavericks 116 to 108. I am your host for this one, Jacob Niffin. Before we dive into my post game, I want to let you guys know that we are a proud, proud partner of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are also the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. Make sure you go follow us on social media, your social media of choice. We're on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. So go hit us up, give us a follow. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, make sure you do that wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, make sure you download the Locker Room app. Uh, I think it is only on iPhone for right now, but it will be on all platforms soon enough. That is where we are hosting all of our post-game podcasts now, including this one I'm doing tonight. I have actually already recorded it. I'm going to link you guys over to that audio here in just a moment. But all of our post-game pods moving forward will be on the Locker Room app if you haven't downloaded it already. It's it's really awesome. You can listen to us record the show live. You can come up like on quote quote unquote on stage with us to talk to us, ask us questions, give us your opinions, your comments, uh, and and talk with us live on the podcast and make an appearance on the show, which is really awesome. It's kind of like a mix of a podcast and live sports talk radio as well. And we're having an absolute blast with it. We're super thankful that 
Uh, we have that opportunity, and Blue Wire has hooked us up with that. So make sure you go subscribe to the Locker Room app. With that being said, again, the Thunder come out, get a 116-108 to 108 win over the Dallas Mavericks tonight on the back of Shea Gilgis-Alexander going for 32 points. Our boy Poku back in the mix. So I'm going to patch you over to my post-game podcast. Uh, it was a solo one tonight over this Oklahoma City Thunder win. And we will see you guys again on Saturday after the Thunder game at about 3.30 p.m. Central Time. First game back from the All-Star break and the Oklahoma City Thunder come out with a W, beating the Dallas Mavericks 116-108 to in a game where Oklahoma City really led this one all the way through. It got a little hairy there in the fourth quarter, got down to I think as low as three or four points. But a late burst from Shea Gilgis-Alexander really seals the deal. And then the nail in the coffin comes from none other than an Alexei Pokashevsky three from the corner. It was really the dagger of the game. We're going to dive into all of it. This show coming live to you guys from the Locker Room Podcast. If you haven't already, or Locker Room Podcast, Locker Room app. If you haven't already, download Locker Room. I've got four people here in the room with me tonight. Make sure that you guys download the app. Join us on these post-game shows where we hang out. I'll bring some of these guys up on stage here shortly so they can ask questions, give their thoughts and opinions on the game tonight. This one, I think a lot of people felt like the Thunder should win this game when it came out that the Dallas Mavericks were going to sit their two main players, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. The last time these two teams played, the Thunder played awful. Luka didn't play in that one either. And the Thunder were absolutely horrendous in that first game against Dallas. They came out and rectified some of that tonight. So we're going to dive into all of it. I want to first start off with, though, and maybe maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just leading off with, you know, the on the right foot here, maybe. But we've got to talk about Alexei Pokashevsky, right? The Thunder, without Hamadou Diallo, without Trevor Ariza, obviously Darius Baisley, Josh Hall, and George Hill. The Darius Baisley one came as a surprise as, you know, I, apparently he fell on his shoulder in practice yesterday and injured it. He's got a bit of a bruise. And so they sat him tonight and they decided to start Poku in his place. Poku obviously hasn't been with the team for a while. He's been playing in the G League. He came up and and decided to, uh, they decided to, to start him tonight. And boy, oh boy, did my man get some burn in tonight. Poku plays 30 minutes on the night, which is surprising. Plays more minutes than Al Horford, uh, more minutes than Ty Jerome, more minutes than Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby, Kenrich Williams. 30 minutes for Poku tonight. Uh, very, very surprising. He got so much burn, which is pretty awesome. But his stat line for the night, Poku goes 14 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, he missed some shots. He was only four of 11. He was two of six from three. He got to the free throw line, made all four of his free throws. To me, two things stuck out about Poku's game tonight. Number one, he just looked so much more confident. He didn't look like lost during the headlights kind of look tonight that, that like he did back in December and January. He looked comfortable. And then number two, his jumper has much more of an arch to it. 
It's not that flat, like straight line to the rim. You can tell they've been working with him, trying to get that shot up higher. Those two things stuck out to me greatly tonight. And as far as, you know, talking about his confidence, I feel like I saw that in his passing. He was whipping that thing around left and right. He had a pass there. I think it was in the first quarter where like he got a rebound and threw like a three quarters length court pass to Teo Maladone. There's like, wow, like he's got the vision to, to get that ball all the way down. There was a pinpoint pass. You can see the flashes. You can see the skill. You can see these things within Poku. And man, it's just, it's awesome to see him get out there and perform like that. Now, it's one game. I understand it's one game. Nobody has him on the scouting report right now. As he plays more games, people are going to scout him more. They're going to get used to what he does. And they're going to start taking away kind of what he likes to do. He's still real skinny. He got pushed around a lot tonight uh, by some bigger wings. But with all that being said, you still got to feel happy for Poku tonight. And you got to be excited about the promise and the future of that kid. I, I certainly am. Other prominent performances tonight. Uh, Lou Dort goes 4-7 from 3 for 14 points. Kind of reverting back to early season Lou, where he was just absolutely on fire from 3. So, and 7 attempts, That's you like to see that. I mean, he was definitely getting them up. He was firing them. You actually, you look at the 3-point attempts uh, for the Thunder starting five. And it's actually really encouraging. Five, four, five, six, seven. They're spreading the ball around and they're shooting threes. They're they're playing very modern basketball. And so you love to see that. My man, Al Horford, came in looking spry tonight. The week off, I think, was great for Horford to really get, uh, just get a, a long rest. Also, I think Horford maybe knows that the trade deadline is two weeks away from when I'm recording this podcast. And if he wants to get a, to a contender and compete for a title, it's best for him to, to show out. And boy, oh boy, did he show out. 21 points, 80% from the three-point line, four or five, 53% from the field, nine rebounds, two assists, a steal, two block, two blocks. Al Horford had two dunks tonight. I tweeted from the uncontested Twitter account. If Al Horford dunks against your team twice in one game in the year 2021, you're you're doing something wrong because Al Horford does not dunk. Very surprising. He just he had it going tonight. I still don't know if if the Thunder will be able to trade him. We talk about it all the time. He's got a very large contract. It's hard for teams to match salary um, unless they as when they don't want to send something of value back to Oklahoma City. But if a team does trade for Horford, I mean, he's proving that he can still play. This is not the Al Horford that was in Philadelphia last year, for sure. He's He's been very impressive. And so it's been awesome to watch Al. And and it looks like that week off was, was really good for him. And I've been bearing the lead, so let's just get to it. I mean, Poku kind of was the lead because he's from Alexei Pokashevsky. But, man, we have to talk about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Teo, Teo had a good game. I'll throw that out there. Teo had a good game. I don't want to dive too deep into Teo right now because we got to talk about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. My God. Dude goes 50% from the floor. Again, just crazy efficiency. Uh, only 20% from three. He was one of five. You'd like to see that number come up more. But people have off-shooting nights. That's understandable. 
nine of nine from the free throw line. Super encouraging. Goes for 32 points, six assists, two rebounds, and a steal. He was a game high plus 11. And Shea just knew from the word go that he was the best player on the court, and he played like it. 22 shots is a lot for Shea. I think his average on the season is like under 16. He's like at 15.7 or something like that. So that's a lot of shots for Shea tonight. But I thought he was just so in command of the game. Everything he was doing, like he just did with so much confidence. Maybe it's just been because I haven't watched this team in a week and I'm forgetting. But Shea's spin move, like I don't remember it being that good. He hit two spin moves tonight where I was just like, my God, man, where the hell is that coming from? Like, where is that coming from? Like, it's it's incredible. He had maybe my favorite play of Shays tonight. In the third quarter, he was on the right, like, wing, uh, almost in the corner, and he drove in. He he got a switch, and he got Maxi Kleba on him. And he he exploited that switch all night. He got Maxi on him. Uh, he backed the ball out. He attacked on his left hand, got in, and then like took his two steps to the rim, and then gave this pump fake, like this this finger roll pump fake that just sent Maxi flying, and then went back up with it. And ultimately, the layup rolled out, so he didn't finish the play. But that like double clutch, that like show and go move, I tweeted about it. Our guys over at Boomtown Hoops uh, immediately quote retweeted me with with the the video. Holy shit! Like that's that's elite level stuff. Like that's just so impressive. It's so impressive. Shea was just pulling out all the stops tonight, and I mentioned it on Twitter, but I really wanted to harp on it here. Shea, we, we've talked about this all season. Shea leads the league in drives per game. His game is to put the ball on the floor, get to the front of the rim, um, and draw the defense's attention and either get a layup or get a kick out. And that is now, you can very easily see, that is now starting to open up other avenues of his game. Because I, uh, I think it was James Johnson, former Thunder great James Johnson, might I add. James Johnson was guarding him, and Shea had the ball... Uh, he he hadn't started his dribble yet, so so he has the ball in his hands, and he gave Johnson this hard jab step like he was going to drive, and Johnson immediately backed up two steps, and it opened up so much floor space for Shea that he put the ball on the ground, he dribbled twice, he stepped in again, Johnson backpedaled, and Shea stepped back and created like seven feet of space and had this wide open three, and he missed the shot. But that threat of Shea putting the ball on the floor and driving to the hoop, that opens up his three-point game so much more. And I mentioned it on a podcast a couple of weeks ago that Shea's driving is also forcing defenders to go underneath screens on him. And if he can keep hitting that pull-up three when guys go underneath a screen on Shea, I mean, that opens up so much more to his game because if you go under and he can prove he can hit that three, then players aren't going to be able to go under the screen on him. They're going to have to trail him on over the top of the screen, which then opens up Shea to attack a two-on-one against a big, and that's money. And then so once he exploits that a few times, they have to start going under the screen again or doubling him off the screen, and it starts to open up so much. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Don't take this the wrong way. 
But if Shea can get to that point, he becomes a Harden-like player. He doesn't become James Harden. I don't think Shea will be James Harden. I don't think he will ever be James Harden. But he becomes an, a Harden-like player. And if you've got a Harden-like player at 21, I mean, Shea is doing stuff at 21 that Harden wasn't doing at 21. I'm not saying he's going to become Harden. I'm just saying if he can get that three to drop consistently, then he is an absolute nightmare to guard in the pick and roll. Like teams are going to have to pick their poison. Just incredibly impressive stuff from Shea Gilgis Alexander. Our listeners know I am full, full on leading the train on team tank, right? I want the Thunder to land a top five draft pick. The biggest thing preventing them from doing that is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Now I'm not like insinuating like they should get rid of him or sit him or whatever. He is just that damn good. It's been so, so impressive and so much fun to watch. Before we finish up the podcast, we want to make sure you guys are getting a good night's sleep. There's mornings. We've all been there. You wake up. You just want to pull the covers back over your head. And you want to go back to sleep. I've been there all the time. You want to make sure that those sheets that you're pulling over your head are the most comfortable they can be. And that's where Brooklyn comes in. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They're so confident that you're going to love their product that they offer you a 365-day money-back guarantee. And it's not just sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. Everything they have is awesome, and you're going to love it. So make sure that you go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code UNCONTESTED, title of our podcast, You'll get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, and the shipping is free. You can't beat it. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, and that promo code is uncontested, the name of this podcast. You'll get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. So make sure you check out brooklinen.com. Now let's get you back to the rest of my post-game podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Dallas Mavericks. A um, few other notes on this game that I want to hit, and then uh, we've got six or seven folks in the room tonight. Uh, I want to get you guys up on stage and get your thoughts and questions and opinions on the game. So if you have those, uh, please click that request to speak button. I'll get you up here. You can be live on the pod. We'd love to get you on here. I would love to chat with you, so please join me. Um, if you don't want to talk, but you want to get your thoughts in, drop them in the chat, I will definitely read them here live on the show and, uh, and, and answer or answer your questions or read your thoughts or whatever. A few more thoughts that I have though, before we get to that, Moses Brown, two-way player for the Thunder gets 20 minutes tonight, eight points, 12 rebounds. Moses Brown got 20 minutes at backup center. Whereas Mike Muscala got zero point or zero minutes at backup center. That's intriguing to me. Is that just some weird wrinkle of tonight that they were going to do? Maybe. Maybe it is, right? Um, is that they're sitting Mike Muscala because the trade deadline is in two weeks and we're seeing a lot of other teams sit players. Uh, apparently the Houston Rockets are sitting out P.J. Tucker while they explore trades. The San Antonio Spurs are sitting out LaMarcus Aldridge while they explore trades. Is this something in the uh, in, in that same ballpark? I don't know. Right, like I don't know. The Thunder play their cards so close to the vest that I don't think anybody knows. I don't think Adrian Wojnarowski knows. 
just something interesting, something out of the normal that Muscala didn't play tonight. So I think that might be something to keep your eye on moving forward. We'll see what happens this weekend. If Muscala sits again and it starts to become a thing, and I think it's something that we really uh, dive into tonight. Oh, uh, actually, speaking of, apparently, while I'm recording this, um, my co-host, Nick Crane, is in the Fender post-game media availability. He says, Mark Dagnall on Mike Muscala not playing tonight. He said, quote, at the end of the day, there are a fixed number of minutes. Then he'd go on to say, uh, for them to evaluate some of the young guys, they need to get them some extended minutes. So... Uh, apparently Mike Muscala did not play tonight because they wanted to let some of the younger guys play. To me, that's a very churched up way of saying we want to be a worse team on the basketball court to get a draft pick, but maybe that's just me. Um, besides that. So, so besides the, the Muscala part of that, Moses Brown didn't look awful tonight. He's a massive body, right? And we talked about this. He dominated the G league. And part of the reason was, He's just so much damn bigger than everybody else. He's seven foot one with like a seven foot three or seven foot four wingspan. Uh, he just gobbles up rebounds. Uh, he's a bruiser down low. He's like, he's not going to be some sort of long-term answer at center for the Thunder, like by a long shot, right? Uh, there is a much better chance that he falls in line with all the other Thunder two-way centers uh, that come in for a season and then are out. Uh, you know, maybe he's like a, a Justin Patton, who apparently starts for the Houston Rockets now, um, or, or somebody like that, right? I think he's he's probably not long for the team, right? Um, Isaiah Roby looked fine. Not a whole lot I want to talk about with there. Uh, Ty Jerome continues to do some stuff. Only one of eight from the floor tonight, and it was a three-pointer. Um, but another six rebounds for him tonight, uh, one assist. Just kind of a, a, a solid floor general. Uh, I'm interested to see, especially when Hamadou Diallo gets back, does Ty Jerome continue to get minutes? Or is he basically eating up all of the Hamadou Diallo minutes right now? And when Hami comes back, Ty slides back to the bench. It's almost like a, um, a Justin Jackson thing. Whenever Poku was in the G League and, and Darius Bezu would go to the bench, they'd bring Justin Jackson in. Uh, but whenever someone else would be healthy, Justin Jackson would slide back to the bench. I wonder if that's going to be this sort of thing, right? So so we'll see on that. But um, okay, guys, with all of that, that's kind of my breakdown of, of the players' performances tonight in the game uh, overall. You know, like I mentioned before, the Thunder led for the entirety of this one. It got really close there at the end. I actually thought the Thunder were going to end up losing this one. I thought they were, uh, were going to choke it away. And I was going to say that, it's an ideal tank job. You play great for three and a half quarters. And then the last six minutes of the game, you just let the game slip away and you take the L and you get more ping pong balls. Uh, I thought that was maybe going to be best case scenario for the Thunder tonight. They ended up pulling out the win uh, by some impressive stuff by Shea Gilgis Alexander. Even against a shorthanded Dallas team, you have to be impressed with that. It's also something to keep in mind, though. The Thunder have to hold on by the by the... Uh, what's the phrase by the hair on their chin? They have to hold on for dear life at the end of this one to beat a Dallas Mavericks team that is sitting their two best players. Um, read into that what you will, right? Like whenever the Thunder plays someone at full strength, if they were playing the Mavs and the Mavs had KP or the Mavs had uh, Luka, maybe the Thunder don't win this game, right? And and so we'll see kind of what happens as they move forward. But the besides Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 
besides Al Horford. The rest of the team they rolled out there tonight is a team that's going to lose games moving forward. So, all right. With that being said, we've got five or six people in the room here on Locker Room right now. So any of you guys have any thoughts, questions, uh, opinions, whatever, just want to chat, uh, hit that request to speak button, hop on up here, and we will talk about this Thunder game. We can talk about uh, some bigger Thunder themes moving on throughout the season. Um, or if you want to get some questions in in the chat, you can do that as well. While we wait for somebody to request to speak, uh, we will look at some of these chat questions here. Um, Cade Kimball said, uh, the Poku Mania plus the Dorture Chamber. Uh, hey, it's fun, man. Dortal Combat and Poku, can't go wrong. Uh, Josh Pridemore said, I love hearing, man, we have got to talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander. Every podcast, he has no bad games. So there was there was a stretch there where Shea was having some like inefficient games. And I think it was after he came back from that knee injury, that like slight knee sprain. He came back from that. And from that point on, it was just like, it's on, right? He has been, I, I'm not going to run the numbers here on the show live because I, I would have to, I mean, I already feel like I am rambling, but I have to ramble to find those numbers. But if you looked up Shea's numbers and his efficiency, since that, what was that, that Cleveland game? Or, yeah, that Cleveland game up in Cleveland. His numbers have got to be insane. Uh, I'll look those up and I'll post them on Twitter, on the uncontested Twitter account later. But those numbers have to be absolutely insane. Um, and then Greg Stevens says, Poku, a career 100% free throw shooter. Yeah, Poku finally made it to the free throw line tonight. He hadn't done done that yet in his NBA career in over 300 minutes. Makes it happen tonight, though. Gets to the free throw line twice. Once was on an attempted layup. Once, I think, was an intentional foul. I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was an intentional foul. But 4-4, four four, so hey, great job, Poku. Uh, keep that up, and you'll... Poku's shooting like... His splits are like 20-20-100, so that's kind of funny. Um, but all right, yeah. Um, anybody in the room want to hop up and chat, just hit that request to speak button. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this uh, podcast, not live, but on the on the podcast feed, make sure you guys download the Locker Room app so you can come and hang out with us, listen to these shows live, post-game, and you can get on the, the podcast with me or with whoever is hosting that night and and talk and ask your questions and give us your opinions. So uh, um, I'll go on for a little bit more here and wait to see if anybody wants to hop up here and chat with me. Um, but until then, uh, yeah, again, the Thunder... Impressive win coming out of the break. They were they were very aggressive. We will see uh, um, two weeks away from the trade deadline, right? So we will see what this team is going to end up doing and what their long-term plans are moving forward. But it's nice to see them get a win tonight, right? I, I think they're going to make some moves. I think you're going to hear some rumblings over the next couple of weeks. I think you're going to see some, some trades made. Uh, I, I think the dominoes will start falling soon. Uh, so we have that to look forward to. But it's going to be really interesting to see how the Thunder attack the second half of the season, what their overall goals are, and ultimately where they end up, right? We have about two months of basketball left. So win, lose, or draw, you know, I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I'm going to soak up every second of it. Uh, I don't think the Slender team is going to make the playoffs, so I'm going to enjoy it while I have it and uh, and then start looking forward to draft stuff. So. All right. Well, guys, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you who tuned in live on Locker Room, 
man, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thank you so much. For those of you listening to the podcast uh, on your podcast feeds, thank you guys for continuing to download and listen to our podcast. I was reading through some of our, our older reviews earlier today. Just incredibly humbling, right? That that you guys have, have subscribed and decided to listen to us five idiots talk about basketball uh, and your favorite team. And and I can't tell you like how much all five of us through this past 365 days, how much we have appreciated you guys uh, and what you've done for us and, and how you've engaged with us. Uh, the podcast was definitely something that helped distract us from the the dark reality of COVID uh, and the shutdown 365 days ago and, and the following months. Uh, and that would not be possible without the people who like to listen to us. So thank you guys so much. If you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, please go write us up a little review, drop a five-star rating. We haven't got one uh, here in a while, so we would love to to see that number go up a little bit. But we appreciate you guys so much. Have a great Friday. We'll be back with you again. Don't forget, Saturday is a matinee game at 1 p.m. We'll be with you post-game around 3, 3.30. Again, live on the Locker Room app, so tune in for that. Until then, have a great weekend, and thunder up. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.